Welcome, true believers, to episode three of You See I Am Talking MCU to You, a proud member of the Smug Buds family of podcasts. <laughs> I am your MC, and I am joined as always by my friend and co host, the Carol Danvers of amateur podcasting. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Deanna Morris Lakes. Hi, Liz. Hi, Will. Hey, Will, we have another MC here. A different kind of MC. Yes. And you've teased it, and I feel like that means I need to jump into his introduction right now. Yes. This is a continuation of our various experiments with having guests on the podcast. <laughs> you now, make it sound, you make well, it sound like it's not a normal thing for podcasts to do. A it, guest? <laughs> it, it's not normal for our podcast, and let me explain <laughs> in greater depth. We have done trial number one, which was, what if there was a guest playing the role of host? That yes. was Blake. Uh -huh. We have also done an experiment, what if there was a guest very briefly, almost like a segment expert. But we have never had a guest in the traditional role of podcast guest. It's true. Someone who is just there in addition to the hosts <laughs> while the hosts are being the hosts like usual. Being just there, there the is what I do best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. And that's why I called you specifically. Uh, our guest has made a special trip uh, from his home to be in my co-host's home. Liz, you have a house guest. I do. We together have a podcast guest. Yes. And here is his introduction. He is a writer, an educator, a husband. If you knew him in college. Too many. <laughs> if you knew him in college, you probably called him president at some point. But <laughs> his brother. He's also a dean. Well, yeah, I sort of, I said educator so that to <laughs> cover the breath of anyway i prefer dean <laughs> and uh but his brothers uh just know him as geronimo please welcome <laughs> to the podcast dean mike hello everybody and was that uh did you, was that the, the name for the podcast earlier that you yeah. presented was there a you talking you two to me reference uh-huh so or adam scott and yeah. adam scott's friends uh adam you mean adam scott ackerman Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a reference okay. to you talking you two to me and or are you talking R E M re me. I like I didn't I oh, like that the same but yeah, for REM. Yeah. But for REM, yeah. I like to think of this podcast, which is called You See I Am Talking MCU to You <laughs> as a as a kind of sequel or in the same universe as you talking you two to me and are you talking REM re me. In the same cinematic universe. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we're here to discuss. Liz, in the tradition of the Smug Buds, would you tell uh, all our many listeners what they already know, the, the subject of this episode? Yeah, but I, I do want to say one thing first about this episode. Around my, birth around my birthday times, mm. Will sent me a text message that said, would I need to include any special instructions if I were to be sending you a small package and I was like, uh, <gasps> no, mm -hmm. thinking Will got me a present. And Will did get me a present, but it wasn't a fun present. <laughs> um, I mean, I can think of fun uses for it. I'm having fun with it. He got me a um, headphone splitter. So, yeah. you know, Coakley and I right now are both 
you know, I have one headphone jack in my laptop, but both of our headphones are plugged into the splitter, which is plugged into the laptop so we can both hear Will. We don't have to share earbuds. Very useful. But I thought Will had gotten me a present. I, and, and, and yes, and, and it is a present. It is, it is merely a practical one <laughs> and one that I selfishly wanted you to have and be able to use. Which is so, how I buy most of my gifts for others. I just want to point out, I have bought Will, like, at least three presents in the past, like, six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. that brings us to an average of one and a half. <laughs> I- I'm wearing one of them right now. Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, which is a shirt that you didn't mean to buy me because <laughs> okay. you ordered me a different shirt and this is the one that came. Yeah. I bought him a shirt that said Fear Run mm-hmm. with a beer pint that was running on it and instead and he got this shirt with a bear wearing american flag sunglasses so really bear is like beer so i guess <laughs> we can guess where the mix-up came from it's pronounced the same okay this mm-hmm. is what we're talking about today our goslings today mm-hmm. we are talking about true believers the marvel cinematic universe phase three we did phase one baby it mm-hmm. was the first episode we did phase two well, baby my first episode Oh, and the, the first episode of, yes, I know what you mean now, yes. Yes. It was the second uh, episode of the series. And then we did phase three, and mm-hmm. it's nope, the second did. season. <laughs> you're it's, doing it's it the now. Second we will have season. done. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless you are one of my house guests, including previous guest Bud Blake, who's also here. Quick recap. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a bunch of... Will it be, though? (laughs) Yes, you know me. You listen to some of this podcast on your way here. You know what a quick recap this will be. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a bunch of films that are based on Marvel Comics. They are not every film ever based on Marvel Comics, but they are specifically ones that share the same continuity. And since 2009, they have been... uh, made uh, by disney because that's when disney bought marvel and so uh in the a first episode of this podcast uh we i set out to talk about the marvel cinematic universe and i got through phase one and that's not just my terminology that is the filmmakers the studios term and the fans terminology for how these films are grouped yeah exactly so we talked about the first six iron man through the avengers that's phase one And then phase two was the next six films. So, excuse me. Oh, yeah, Will. Clearing my throat very professionally by turning off the mic and then failing it to turn it back on (laughs) when I started talking again. Um, It stands to reason you would think phase three would be another six films. In fact, no. Phase three, which uh, just wrapped up earlier this year, uh, the year of our Lord 2019, mm-hmm. uh, phase three is made up of 11 films. <laughs> so many. And it's like as big as the yeah, other two. I, I thought of this as I was, this is going to be twice as long. <laughs> In the first two episodes, we went through them movie by movie. And, and so this episode of the podcast will be a, approximately five hours long. <laughs> um, no, as a, as a matter of fact, I asked mike to be here because i wanted to do this episode a little differently from the others i said in the season two mailbag that in season my vision for season three was it's the season where we do things a little differently like a lot of trilogies are done you know this is the this is our old west as in back to the future part three so but but before we get into my 
plan for this episode. I want to give Mike the spotlight for a moment for as short or as long as a, a moment as you want, just by way of introduction to our listeners who pro- who don't know you, because our listeners are not or they only all our know friends him. and family. <laughs> You've discussed your listeners. They know me. Yeah. yeah. That's no, not but, arrogant. That's just. But by, by way of introduction into this ongoing conversation, what is your, say say your piece, say whatever you like about these films and your relationship sure. to them. Five hours sure. later. So, um, I, uh, I re- so last night on my way over to Liz's house, I was listening to the Smug Buds Phase 1 and Phase 2 uh, podcast for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <clears throat> and I think there was, there was a lot of talk in Phase 1 about the fact that Iron Man and The Dark Knight came out in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, The Dark Knight was huge because it was in vogue and I don't know, Heath Ledger, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And Iron Man was this this thing on the side that mm-hmm. was um, what I considered, I guess, like, oh, Marvel, right? They had the, mm-hmm. the X-Men movie. Like, what, what's going on here with Iron Man? Um, the song Iron Man was yeah. the, <laughs> like, okay, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and saw it, and it was, I was 18, so, like, yeah. gritty was really important to me. Sure. Um, and, like, ugh. You know, just mm-hmm. this is really translating really well. You can tell being, I've done this before. Being serious, like yes. serious media, which meant yes. like dark, gritty, yep. violent, etc. That felt like uh, real important, right? And then I saw Iron Man and I was like, that was kind of fun and good, but I don't really get why these two movies are comparable because mm-hmm. Dark Knight is so like intense. Um, but I did watch it. I did enjoy it. Um, much has been said on this podcast about Robert Downey Jr.'s charisma, which um, I say not with disdain. I think it's absolutely the case. Um, and something else that I didn't realize until I was listening to previous episodes was how sporadic uh, these movies, sporadically these movies came out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you said, there were 11 in phase three. So yeah. I'm not used, when you said there was a year where there weren't, yeah. Wasn't one. 2009 oh, was right. the dark year. The, the purchase. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I casually followed them. I want to say that I watched Iron Man. Uh, I saw uh, the Hulk and didn't quite realize the two were connected, but I was mm-hmm. following this thing online. Not following. It would pop up places um, about how they were connected and there were the after credit scene and there might be some combin- like combining mm-hmm. of these heroes. Um, I think I skipped Thor, um, saw Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure I mention the subtitles because Thank I know you. how you feel so mm-hmm. uh, strongly about them. And um, But like it didn't crystallize, right? It didn't coalesce mm-hmm. until uh, the Avengers um, watched that as a kind of event, yeah. um, which is what it felt like. But even then, um, I want to say that I saw like every other one. Yeah. Um, It was not essential that you go to every single one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you talked about essentiality Mm -hmm. uh, and how, um, yeah, which one it was. I said in phase two that the Winter Winter Soldier Soldier. was the last one that I considered non essential when it was released. And 
right. ever since it's been different. I think after Age of Ultron is when I started realizing, okay, this is this is happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> started watching them more regularly. Um but ultimately, um I had watched them here and there, but when I met my wife Hannah, um, is when I kind of then had to explain them to another person who had seen uh pretty much none of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this kind of general knowledge, skipped a few movies, Infinity Stones are a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was, she, we were looking for a movie one day. I was like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a good standalone one of these. Sure. Let's watch that, um, which she found enjoyable. She also said that she liked Spider-Man as a superhero, unrelated to the larger universe. So then we watched that one. Hell yeah. She enjoyed both of those, and I was like, you want to fucking do this? Yeah, we got something going <laughs> uh, here. And so we rolled back Iron Man. And then they got married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you proposed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I proposed with an Infinity... No, I'm not going to say I proposed with an Infinity Gauntlet, because someone out there has done that, and I'm uh, going to yeah. make fun of that person. <laughs> sure. Which I now just have. Um, but, uh, so... We then, I had seen most of them at that point. Mm -hmm. She had seen not many. But I used that as an opportunity to watch the ones that I had skipped, like Mm -hmm. uh, Thor, The Dark World. Um, I'd skipped Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, weirdly enough. Um, But we did then watch them right up until Thor Ragnarok. And then Mm -hmm. it was around the time Black Panther was coming out in theaters. And we have seen uh, each one in theaters ever since. There you go. And so I, I have no comic backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, no, but like I, I think as you said, Will, in the first podcast, um, I am white. I am twenty something for a little bit longer. Yep. Um, like one month. I am the core demographic, and so uh, I think I just smelled it in the air. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, it's like, oh, this candy tastes so I was good. Like, like, this, is, this is either a cinematic universe or a Coldplay concert. <laughs> Whatever it is, I better go to it. Um, Has anyone noticed how good this chocolate tastes? <laughs> like, why aren't people talking about this? And and that's the other bit that I had prepared that I wanted to say that I haven't said yet is the 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 real reason i want to have mike on the podcast is because we're in the aftermath now of uh martin scorsese speaking multiple times in multiple public forums about how the marvel films are are not cinema and so clearly uh we're living in an age where it's important that we document um every single living human being's opinion on these films so as, and as i am a, one of those yes exactly yeah so from martin scorsese <laughs> to dean mike <laughs> we're, we're trying to fill in some of the gaps here as a public service some um, call me daddy dean i have an additional piece of um <laughs> thank of you Coakley Smug Dean Smug Buds um, mm-hmm. background here. So we are using my class name, and you're okay with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So All right. What do I have to hide? So, um, <laughs> so um, at New Year's Eve last year, we had been recording the podcast, but we hadn't released it yet, and I was very excited. And um, Coakley and I spent New Year's Eve together alone, and I know it was not; it was like twelve other people, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we were drinking and it was late and uh, it wasn't actually New Year's Eve because we celebrated early. Um, so it was like December 29th. And 
I was like, oh yeah, um, Will and I are, are, we're like recording a podcast, like we're really doing it. And it's called The Smug Buds and like it's gonna, and I was explaining it. And I said, yeah, and Will's like first episode is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Mike was like, really? That's mm-hmm. what it's about? He's like, I've watched all the movies. And then he like stood back and thought for a second and said, I could go head to head with Will. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, yeah, it's probably true. It's probably true that I said that. <laughs> it's fair enough. I, I don't make a claim to be an expert, only to be uh, passionate and uh, smug about the subject. Well, apparently so do I, but only when drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was New Year's Eve. And so, and so from, <laughs> it was helped. December 28th. From We're celebrating month. it as New Year's Eve. Sure. <laughs> and so from that moment, we um, we sort of, I we sort of Will and I sort of knew that we wanted to have Coakley on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You'll also hear me for those of you who the, the two of you that don't actually know Mike Coakley. Um, I uh, we do refer to him sort of interchangeably as Coakley and as Mike. Um, I mostly call him Coakley. Uh, this did involve some confusion for Elliot earlier because uh, I had been saying that Hannah and Coakley were coming to visit, and Kenny had been saying that Hannah and Mike were coming to visit, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, last night he woke up at one point and, uh, said, I, I want to see my friends, my three friends. And I was like, oh no, just two. It's just Coakley and Hannah. And he said, mm-hmm. and Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tend to, uh, use, uh, the term Mike, uh, rather you than always Coakley. Have. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't make a habit of calling other people by their last names because I feel like it might encourage others to do that to me. Mm-hmm. No, your and name has too many syllables. A lot Three. of people, a lot of people don't think so. <laughs> Three syllables. One a lot of people. A lot of people throughout my life uh, have called me Hoffacker. One time, I was at my cousin's uh, uh, graduation, and uh, one of uh, his friends called out to him, uh, Hoffacker, and I turned, and it was confusing for me, and then I was like, oh. And I went up to my cousin afterwards. I so like they call you Hoffacker, and it was like <laughs> a weird like little bonding moment. Yep. Where I was, like, I've oh. had same thing with my cousins. There's something yeah. very appealing about calling me by my last name. I, I will say that I part understand of, the, part the of this is because yeah. in undergrad, you know, when I met because I met both of you essentially at exactly the same time, mm-hmm. and um, there were so many mics at the time. There was you. Mm. There was Mike Jones. There was Mike Sophus. Um and so it. It, we were already calling Jones Jones because of the fact that who we've mentioned before on this podcast because he was on the set of um, Iron Man and mm-hmm. almost hit Robert Downey Jr. with a golf cart. I'm surprised <laughs> that didn't make it on to your previous episodes. Thank you for that, bringing it. Yeah, the almonds falling over <laughs> on what turned out to be not any Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, movie, <laughs> like whatever. Uh, he also killed almost like yeah. There wouldn't have you wouldn't have needed to snap mm. himself into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Mike Jones would have <laughs> taken care of it. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, there was a real practical purpose to it. Um, mm-hmm. And side note: the last time we saw Mike Jones, Coakley was there, and Hannah kept saying, "Hey, Mike," and they both kept turning around. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seems, make makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, comedy no, of errors. No, yeah, you're. You're, but but here we have only one, so yes. we all understand who we're talking to <laughs> and about. Um, okay, so let's get into uh, the uh, main course, as it were. 
And just for context, uh, these are the films of phase three. This is what we are ostensibly here to talk about. Yeah. Uh, 11 films, two in 2016, Captain America Civil War and Doctor Strange. Three in 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok. Three in 2018, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And three in 2019, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. That's phase three. So history tells us that on this podcast, we would go through these films one by one, sharing the essential opinions. I got an idea that I couldn't let go of that I wanted to uh, play a game which works better with three people than it does with just two. Mm -hmm. Hence the need for a guest. That's the only and reason you're here, actually. That's fine. <laughs> it's the primary reason. <laughs> and uh, I got—I was inspired by uh, listening to the Doughboys podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, a podcast about chain restaurants, hosted by Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger. And they will do this uh, as a segment occasionally. Uh, they will—it uh, th has nothing to do with Marvel when they do it, but they will pick a topic, like say uh, backyard barbecues or something like that. And they will do a draft. And so what I've asked Mike here and you too, Liz, to do is to join me in a competitive Marvel Cinematic Universe characters draft. Uh -huh. We are going to draft characters onto our own individual Avengers style team up. Okay. Okay. The winner will be voted on by the Goslings slash the True Believers. Uh -huh. The objective being, I'm not concerned with who's the strongest or who would win in a fight, but basically, like, what team would have the best movie? Like, okay. Okay. The, yeah, the yeah. coolest, the most okay. appealing, the, the fan favorite, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, let me lay out the rest of the ground rules. So basically, if, if you understand a draft, you understand that once a character has been picked by someone, they're off the table. They can't be picked again by somebody yep. else. Mm -hmm. um, Might be the, the only thing I understand about a draft. But yeah. <laughs> um, We will pick uh, heroes until we have each picked six. And okay. I'm, I'm basing this on d the Avengers. Mm -hmm. so, so basically, uh, imagine your team has three like main heroes, like the Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. Mm -hmm. And then three supporting heroes, the Hulk, the Black Widow, and the Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pick uh, any hero uh, who's been in any of these films. Uh, it does not matter if they have died. You can still pick them. Uh, refrain from picking any characters who are television only. We haven't talked about it on this podcast, but there are TV shows in the MCU. Yep. What uh, now? Just talking about the films. They are going to be harder to avoid in Phase 4, by the way. Not yeah, yeah, that's... The way if things you, seem to be going. If you can call those TV shows, which I think we need to yeah. separate, separate our nomenclature. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you are uh, making up your hero team, uh, you shouldn't pick any villains unless uh, we have seen them team up with our heroes. If okay. we've seen them come around in one of the films. So like a nebula. 
or a low key. Mm-hmm. And only pretty much those two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you both. I mean, thank, yes. Uh, and, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, okay. Once we have our six heroes, uh, we'll make two more picks. Okay. The next pick after the six heroes is the villain that they will fight in mm-hmm. your movie. Mm-hmm. And the final pick we will make is the director of that film. Oh my gosh. Okay. And yeah. you, we are limited to directors who have directed yeah, a, an MCU movie or are currently attached to do mm-hmm. so. And you can't pick the director earlier. Right, you got to do the characters. Right, yeah, we'll do six heroes. It it can be, I mean, when I say main and supporting, you can like go nuts with that. You know, you can you can pick in any order you want, and you can say like, oh, uh, in my team, like Iron Man has more of like a background role, or like the supporting character has is like you know has more of the spotlight. We we can go willy nilly with that, and then villain, and then director specifically. Okay. I think this is the final rule that I have to state. As I have heard them do on the Doughboys with Nick and Mitch and whoever their guest is, this will be a snake-style draft. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, Mike, you are our guest. You'll go first. Ooh. And then it will go to Liz. And then me. Mm-hmm. And then me again. And then Liz. And then Mike. And then oh. Mike again. And then Liz. That's like Settlers of Catan. That if you say so, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, snake style. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any uh, questions before we begin? Can I look up the actual names of the people I'm thinking of? Uh, we will just help you. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> more I kinda, fun that way. <laughs> I kind of prefer if you didn't. Okay, sounds good. But but uh, but you do you. Okay. Uh huh. You, you do you. Yeah. Sure. All right. Any other questions? I think I've got it. Okay. Crafting this as we go. And I've got pen and paper here, so I'm going to be uh, writing these down. Good. I'm also making notes for myself on this end. I appreciate it. All right, Mike, when you're ready, kick it off with the first pick of the first official Smug Buds, you see I am talking MCU to you, MCU characters draft. Okay. So in my... uh, film it will be a film not a movie yes i'm an auteur scorsese Uh, be damned it will be cinema right he has an opinion so do i it's about equal playing field uh i am going to start by picking okoye um from originally from black panther Mm -hmm. 2018 february i believe um played by denai guerrera who i practiced pronouncing before this podcast Mm -hmm. um and uh, I'm not sure where I'm heading with this one yet, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, so I think what appeals to me about this character, I will mm-hmm. say that. Yes. Um, when I think back to uh, Black Panther and um, that character and the moment that Eric Killmonger usurps the throne of mm-hmm. Wakanda, um, her conflict that comes up then. Um, where she mm-hmm. is for a short amount of time loyal to Killmonger mm-hmm. because she um, answers to a larger authority. Like she is 
responsible for and is loyal to Wakanda, whoever mm-hmm. the um, the king is at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's important, right? You can't yeah. just willy nilly um, because you like someone abandon a larger um, moral code, mm-hmm. abandon a larger um, like commitment that you made. Mm-hmm. But the fact that over time, um, like it's almost like too like it's obvious, right? Yeah, that T'Challa is the one to follow. Um, but the fact that it takes her a minute, the fact that it takes her a second, mm. um, I actually think speaks more to her character and more to her loyalty. All right. um, it takes her some time to come around because she's rooted, right? Yeah. Um, and less on a less serious note, I'm imagining that there might be a Starbucks in this eventual film that mm. I am crafting out of my mm. draft. Yes. Um, which, you can... as we know from, I think, Infinity War, mm. um, should be down with. Yeah, yeah. You're going to nip off that dangling thread. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, right. yeah. 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 Mike, with the first pick, establishing a strong, thoughtful, moral center for his team. Now and we Starbucks. Mo- and yes, thank you. Let's not leave that out. I, I, I apologize. I sincerely apologize to you and whatever that idiot's name is. Who, like, who, who's the guy who we bullied out of running for president? Howard Schultz. That's that's who I was thinking. Of. I apologize to you and to Howard Schultz for my oh, oversight. That's one too few idiots that we bullied out of running for president. <laughs> uh, Liz, you have the floor. Captain Marvel. Okay. She's beautiful and probably gay. Good answer. Or at least queer. All right. Also, fuck, she can fly through space. I am going to deviate now uh, from the uh, pattern that is almost being established. Mm -hmm. Uh, With my first pick, uh, I am going to draft the spidered man, Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. As portrayed by my boyfriend Tom Holland, also British. Mm-hmm. I'm also I, I'm also told that uh, there, there's now a new deal, and you can no longer use him. Oh, you, of, I think I, I, I assumed think you, we'd be talking about the Spider-Man drama. I, yeah, I think you mean there's a there's an even newer deal, which right? No one that, just now yeah. that I made up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Are you, you're representing Sony in this? <laughs> yes. The good right. guy. I'm calling, well, I'm calling your bluff. Uh, On behalf of our hopefully future owners, Disney. <laughs> um, and uh, because it is snake style, I get to pick again. And with my second pick, I am drafting Doctor Strange. Dr. Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, speaking of British people, uh, so I have I have an all uh, British people playing Americans uh, team right now. So far, so I think far I see that where is, the plot is going. So far, that is the theme that has emerged uh, uh-huh. in in my team. Um, all right, Liz, you have a chance to establish a, a theme or a pattern uh, uh, with your Scar- second pick. Uh. uh- Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to do that one. I'm. Oh, no, I will go with that one. Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch. 
And also hot, also named Elizabeth in real life. That's right. Elizabeth Olsen. We talked about this in our last episode. That her name is also Elizabeth? Yes. Of course. I got to bring it up every time. I did not realize until maybe four weeks ago that that was Mary Kate and Ashley's sister. Yeah, taller mm-hmm. sister. And Younger, it taller makes sister. Sense. And with more red energy exerting yes. from her. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you are the expert. Yeah. <laughs> Slight, slightly more. Uh huh. Only slightly. All right, Mike. Also, cool hand oh. stuff she can do. Yep. That, that she, was the red energy. She has probably the vaguest powers in the MCU. Yeah, and I think we just described it to a T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hand stuff and red energy. Yeah. Therefore, the greatest potential to uh, uh, do anything. Also, all I need out of, like, sex stuff is, yeah. like, hand stuff well, the, and the, red the, energy. The, 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 yeah, th- those are my two greatest qualities in college. I had red energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was good with hand stuff. <laughs> that is legitimately what I thought you meant by red energy. <laughs> I was not thinking of her powers. <laughs> All right, Mike. Hey, Coakley, it's your turn. I, Second I'm pick. Now, I'm now realizing that we're just picking them and not describing why, so I'm sorry for that. No, you said, hey, oh, you, yeah. said, you said a precedent, and we were not <laughs> and you there to it. live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, just more simply now, uh, Valkyrie. I'm, I'm more of a supporting mm. character yeah. guy. Um, I, I think that I'm this gonna is... I'm going to bring the supporting characters yeah. into the forefront. And, Wait, is there uh, that... only one of those? I thought there was more than one of those. Uh, no, Valkyrie is played by Tessa Thompson. She, d- yeah. I think she might have an... That is not her... Like, it is both her title, but is her de facto name. Yeah. And I'm not familiar enough with the comics to know if there is a more specific name she doesn't go by. Yeah, I, I not nor am I. But yes, mm. in, in my mind, she is Tessa Thompson Valkyrie. Okay, and right. I, I'm one upping you, Liz, from the probably a lesbian to mm. pretty much if like either bisexual or lesbian. Queer. It's gonna happen in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, yeah. right? Um, right. In Phase Four. Closest gonna find to her being queen. confirmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think if anything, this this fantasy is a great opportunity to uh, uh, put shine the spotlight on uh, some of these characters who are uh, outside it, but. Uh, you know, shine very brightly in our hearts. Um, uh, Mike, it's to you again. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I would yes. <laughs> snake style. It's not just <laughs> me. Like, okay, I'm going to drink this beer for a bit, see what other I've, people pick. So um, I've just, just to give you a moment to think about it. So I've designed this. I asked Mike to go first and then Liz and then me because, uh, first of all, Mike is our guest and it would be rude to offer him anything but the first pick. I thought Liz should be in the middle because I thought it would be kind to Liz to never ask her to name two characters one right after the other. <laughs> um, I wrote this down for this purpose. I was like, <laughs> and I put my, and that leaves me for last, and which is I think only right. If I'm not sure that there is a disadvantage to going last in a snake style draft, but if there, you know, in theory, going last seems like it should be the disadvantageous position. And I should have that because I am the only one out of the three of us who has had several months to think about this. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, basic, basically in my head, it's just been this and the Oscars (laughs) for at least three months. Yeah. Will has been mentioning this game to me for a long time. He was like, he was like, if we can't get Coakley, it can just it can be anyone. They just have to be able to name a lot of characters. <laughs> and he it was could like, be it can done. Be Aram. I was like, okay. 
I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be just the two of us even, but it's better. Yeah, it works better with three, yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to deviate a bit from my uh, side character um, focus. uh, And I'm going to say Thor. Thor. um, Is my third pick. Uh, Goes along with Valkyrie. They have good chemistry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not... Right. Not sexual. Yeah. Because it doesn't need to be goslings or whatever it is that you're called. Goslings are goslings. I'm speaking to actual geese. Um, <laughs> Liz, back to you. I'm going to go with um, uh, Black Panther Sciency Sister. Shuri. 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 We put the, I don't know where the accent goes. Mm-hmm. Shuri. I think I think you're right. Shuri. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, also beautiful, smart, needs some brains. Uh, yeah. Uh, snarky as shit. Yeah. Is like, a- yeah, Black Panther, he's my brother. It's like, ugh. I'm, I'm honestly pretty upset to see that one come off the table. So, good on you. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> Will. <laughs> All right. With my third pick... I am going to choose Wasp. Wasp. Ah. The Wasp. So uh, just to recap, because we've each got three now. Mike has Okoye, Valkyrie, and Thor. Liz has Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, and Shuri. And I have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and the Wasp. And with my fourth pick, um, I don't immediately know who I'm going with here. So this is the first moment in the draft where I'm... Really struggling to make a decision, really having to consider it and come up with something on the fly. To give you some time, can I just announce to everyone uh, that Will sent me a text before this, uh, Yeah, (laughs) uh, before we started, um, that that I think I I forgot about and read, but I think is now expired in its secrecy. I ha- don't read it yet because I still okay. have it. I still have a chance of being fifty percent correct. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Um, okay, I, tr- I tried to call small. a shot. It's I I missed the shot. It's not going to be impressive, but there's there's still a chance that it might be a little it, impressive. It might be revealed later. Um, okay, so I am going to say that my fourth pick is. Nebula. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm picking Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. One-time antagonist, all-time sister. Always Amy Pond. Yes. I couldn't think of her name. We played Heads Up last night, and her she came up, and mm. Kenny was like Amy or Kenny was like uh, or he said Nebula, and I was like. No, he, he he said the other character that she was. And I was like... I said Nebula. And I was like, oh, Amy Pond. I was like, what's her name? It's just, I only call her Amy Pond. It's Karen Gillian. That's the actress's name. I couldn't have come up with that. Oh, Also, Will, you yeah. just picked Nebula? Mm-hmm. British. <laughs> yeah, hey, there we go. <laughs> I don't think of Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly's not British, is she? Is she? I don't know uh, if she's not. I don't think so. Okay. I, I'm, I would I would put good money on that she's not. Yeah. Um, as per Lost. You know, I was going to say, was anyone on Lost uh, pretending, you know, 
faking being nope. American. Oh, I will say that does? Desmond certainly was not pretending <laughs> to be. Was it Scottish or Irish? Uh, will, though, Canadian. See you in another hey, life. Hey, the Commonwealth. <laughs> I've got a Marvel Commonwealth coming together. I just literally put together that that was the woman from Lost because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Um, oh, well. <laughs> okay, is it my we don't turn think now? So. Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm going to go with what I wrote down as Nebula's sister. Gamora. <laughs> Gamora. Which one? 2014 post-Endgame Gamora? Ori- original Gamora. Okay. Uh, Gamora, Gamora pre-time fuckery. Well, pre-getting thrown off the cliff. Yeah, also that. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, Mike. It's always good to have your character not yet have been thrown off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to deviate a little bit longer from the uh, the side character business because I want to. I, I think I'm starting to form a plot line a little bit in my head, uh-huh. and I am going to choose the one and only strong jawed Steve Rogers, mm. Captain America. There you go for my squad. There you go. And that was as far as I thought uh, uh-huh. ahead. And yet you still have to make <laughs> your yet, fifth yeah. pick right about now. <laughs> so I get two more. So the next time I want to have to do... Well, no, I'll get the first, what, director? Villain. Villain. Vi- oh. Yeah, oh. you get first pick of villain. I'm giddy here. And I'll get first um, pick of director. Um. Okay. I if I'm looking going... at my notes correctly. <laughs> uh... As I've set myself up for a very specific type of director, um, I am going to put. Let's see here. Um, He's got uh, Okoye, Valkyrie, Thor, and Steve Rogers, Captain America, so far. And someone has taken Captain Marvel, correct? Yes, that Indeed. was my first pick. Okay. Uh, I am going to go ahead. And pick um, the Hulk. Oh, good. Mm. I just want to say really quick that um, I told this to Will when it was happening. But when um, I knew... Okay, so I saw the end of um, Endgame where Mm -hmm. that symbol shows up on the pager. Yep. That was uh, Infinity War. Of Infinity War. Where the symbol shows up on the pager. And Kenny said, oh, yeah, that's for Captain Marvel. And I was like, okay. And then, like, right before Captain Marvel was coming out, I got, like, a Sprint cell phone ad that included Captain Marvel or something like that. It was actually, it was not an ad for Captain Marvel. It was Mm -hmm. a brand-tied ad for another product for Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And I texted Will, holy shit, Captain Marvel's a woman? And he was like, where, literally, where have you been? Mm Mm-hmm. And I said this to Sarah too, devotee of the podcast, and she was like, "What? What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny Stu no. was like, "How?" And I was like, "I just assumed that it was a man because I guess because of Captain America." She's a lady. She's Brie La- Larson. Well, yeah, she's Brie so, freaking Larson. Sometimes <laughs> you're under a rock. Um, um. So, so before you make another pick, Liz, I just yes. I, I want to point out that I think that Mike has a choice here in his last pick. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say Hulk is off the table. There's only one Hulk. However, Mike, you have the freedom to choose in your film. Is Bruce Banner played by 
Mark Ruffalo or Edward Norton? Uh, fuck Ed Norton. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. That go. man is attractive. He's so He's handsome. Professor Hulk. And he like stutters and it's like. I would like to be like, well, let's discuss Ed Norton. No. No. Yeah. Nope. Never happened. Mark Ruffalo also seems like like a like an outspoken leftist or like at least a he liberal, is. but he seems he really is. really left leaning. I've definitely seen some Twitter posts. As is um Chris uh, Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. As is Tessa Thompson and mm-hmm. as is Denai Guerrero. So uh, Yeah. There you go. I so mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't the, know of anyone in these movies that's like yeah, but um, Chris Pratt actually. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's very not as well. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Well, I have my it, suspicions. Scarlett, huh. Scarlett Johansson is not great. Oh no! Oh, she sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm being completely reductive here, but she was like, "Yeah, why can't I play anybody? A black woman. Uh, that is not what she, she said. But then she just, was also but, like." I mean, I think Woody Allen's probably fine. Yeah, we've we've yeah. talked about this. <laughs> She's probably the most problematic. No, then Jeremy Renner's also having some. Oh, Jeremy Renner's a fucking problem. <laughs> are, are, uh, are we ready for this? Are, are we just going here? Did I tell you, by the way, that I thought Jeremy Renner at first was um, Mark Lucas? I don't know who that is. I don't you know do. who that is. It's either. Riley from Buffy. I, I oh, 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 oh. I okay. was like, is that Riley from Buffy? And Kenny was like, no. Riley's kind of beefier, at least in my memory. Yeah, I think he is. Okay, is it? And Jeremy Jeremy Renner had an app this year. An app? Mm-hmm. I hope that twenty nineteen kind of... is is remembered as the year yeah. of, of the, the short lived Jeremy, Jeremy Renner app. Renner app. <laughs> I, I heard about that and don't know much about it, but I know I, it happened, and I. I'm making a note to put that in the show notes. <laughs> okay, my fifth pick. Mm-hmm. I know I just said Scarlett Johansson's very problematic, and she is, but I am still going to pick Black Widow. All right. Black Widow. Especially with, there's going to be a Black Widow movie that has, like, not Scarlett Johansson, right? No, it's going to have her. But there's going to be prequel. another Black Widow. Oh, No, okay, it's a prequel, mind. and she's in it. I, I, it is the next Marvel Cinematic Universe movie to premiere, I think. Yeah, it's supposed to kick off Phase 4. For better or for worse, uh, David Harbour is in it. Oh, ah. I like him. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so far uh, we're looking at uh, Liz is uh, putting together uh, the all-female Avengers uh, movie that is, you know, someday uh, probably inevitably going to happen. Um, maybe in like 2040 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Mike, of course, is uh, putting together the Never Trump Avengers <laughs> um with my fifth pick um there's uh just just the biggest largest juiciest piece of candy just sitting on the table uh and i can't not uh swipe it up uh i pick iron man yeah i knew you would iron man which which is not a criticism but and my sixth pick will Uh be as we know last hero on my team uh, and with the uh, sixth and, and final hero pick, I pick Groot. Aww, good Groot. choice. Groot is on my team. I want to see more of Groot in action. 
because uh, the, the, the moments uh, when Groot sees action, I think, are brief and mm-hmm. few and far between. Mm-hmm. But when they're there, oh, boy. <laughs> That was also true of every moment I saw action in high school and college. <laughs> yes. Bazing. The, 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 the uh, Redwood uh, version of Groot, <laughs> you, might, you might call. It's a little that too on the nose. Teenage Mike Coakley. <laughs> to be clear, everyone, I have red hair. Yeah. <laughs> Though, but that said, Coakley's hair has gotten blonder in a way that like really freaks me out. I showed Hannah a picture of him when I first met him and she was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Because his hair's so much, like I don't look, his hair's not not red now, but it it's not the like carrot top red that it was our freshman year, his freshman year and my sophomore year. Who I thought about choosing as my sixth pick, by the way. <laughs> carrot top? Yes. <laughs> Dana is saying goodbye. Bye goodbye, Dana. Dana, we love you. Um, and, uh, I was, oh yeah, I was going to say, how do you, how do you feel about that, Mike? Hearing Liz, uh, assess your hair in this way. Uh, oh, all right. It's a podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so I don't, I mean, I I could go on a whole whole spiel that I don't want to, so I'll do it very briefly. Mm. Um, about when I was in eighth grade and saw the ginger kid episode of South Park Mm. and had to go to school the next day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because I knew everyone watched it. And right. I was like, um, this is this is now something that I have to deal with. Yeah. Um, and he was right. Yeah. No, Ginger Kids Have No Souls. It was. Um, I mean, he wasn't right about that. He was right that it was going to be a problem. Right. It um, was it was a meme before memes were called memes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I learned, like, I sort of embraced the joke. I sort of use it now um, when I'm talking to students about, like, how self-deprecation can harm other people because just because I was okay with it uh, I, doesn't I, I, mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm wondering is if indeed you are getting blonder with age. Oh, are you, you glad about it? Uh, yeah, no, less, uh, less having no soul, less being privy to that. Uh, not privy, less being mm-hmm. subject to that. Yeah, object to that. I mean, uh, I think, I think the further joke here would be that the joke was always that Coakley was very pale. Mm-hmm. And that is so, still true. And so now clear. it's just that his hair is catching up with his like complexion. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, with each passing year, you're 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 growing your soul, like uh, <laughs> like like Joe Para doing his fall loop. All right, Liz, your sixth and final hero pick. My sixth please. and final hero pick is somebody that we need because everybody needs somebody who's organized. Everybody needs somebody who's got their shit together. Say it. Iron Man's wife. What's her name? Pepper Potts, <laughs> aka wow. Rescue. Okay. I was gonna call. I, her wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have an yeah. all-female team, and you just referred to her as Iron Man's wife. I couldn't Are you me. John Steinbeck? I'm writing. I'm writing <laughs> down Mrs. Iron Man. I wanted to call her like Peggy Pennington. You were. You had the right letters in your literature. Okay. I also. I. I just saw. I just saw. Uh, I went to the this leadership women's leadership forum for work last week. Yeah, they would not be proud mm. of that. And yeah. there was a woman. Clearly, there, it didn't stick. There was a woman there in finance who's like one of the. She's the one of the she's one of the managing partners of edward jones 
She's the first woman managing partner, and she's the first managing partner who did not know the original Edward Jones people. Mm-hmm. Her, she's in finance. Her name, her fucking name, is Penny Pennington. Yeah, okay. But is anyone's <laughs> first name actually Penny? Yes, like Penny's the, the name. Yeah. yeah, but isn't like isn't it more likely to be like short for Penelope or something? No, Penny! Didn't weren't we just talking about that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're I right. love you, Penny. I, I, not and Penny's, I'm picturing Penny yeah. Vodka. Right, there, that's a meme, and that's what I'm... <laughs> not Penny's boat. You're right. I, I, re- I received yet, my comment. And yeah, okay. I just... I mean, you guys haven't picked your final... I mean, Mike hasn't I picked have. his final person yet, yeah. but I, I do want to point out that um, your gender, I think, uh, not... Not gap gender like ratio ratio. Thank you. I was going to say fallout, which was also not the word I wanted. Um, your gender ratio, I think, matches the movies, which is to say, I don't think it's your fault because, like, what this is what we have to pick from, and we can't all have my team. But um, I, you know, fuck it, we're having all the ladies. You okay. also picked them all. <laughs> yeah, except for, and honestly, also, I would have picked. If I had remembered Valkyrie, I would have picked her over Black Widow, okay. but I did not. So, well, okay. and also I already took her. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. come at me. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have. Okay, just a few things to say about that last pick. Okay, yes. Gwyneth Paltrow plays yes. Pepper Potts. Beautiful. In Endgame, we see her operate uh, an Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. Um, they never call her Rescue, but in the comics, uh, she's called Rescue. Mm-hmm. Her her sort of Iron yep. Man hero persona yep. is Rescue. Um, I, with that last pick that Liz made, I, uh, my, my mother has encouraged me not to swear on this podcast, but I just want to say, fuck me. <laughs> and, because, uh, uh, my, my shot could not have been <laughs> a bigger miss. Uh, <laughs> Mike, do you want to read that text I sent you now? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, I, and, I and, and Will, if this were a phase four podcast, I don't know what the, that movie's going to be like, but I'm sure she's going to be highly I mean, you, anyone, anyone can anticipate it. Like it's, it's right. going to happen. And, uh, and I really, really thought that you were leading up to it with that, la- the way you were introducing that last pick. Oh my and, God. Did, did you assume I was going to pick somebody and I haven't picked them? Yes. Uh, so this is a text message from Will from before we started recording that says, Liz's first pick will be Natalie Portman. Oh, you're right. I forgot well, about no, her. Well, no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. You're right to make that guess. I, mean, I forgot about Natalie Portman. But, but Liz, are you aware of where Phase 4 is headed? Okay, so I yeah, will Yeah, Liz this. has texted me about this. Okay. I will say this, which is that um, I think I forgot that Natalie Portman is going to have a role again. And so in my mind, I think we've discussed too how like Natalie Portman's sort of representation in the films, as much as I like love her and she's like my number one, um, is not the best for a lot of complicated reasons. Um, and so I think I was just going for the people that were really going to knock you all out of the park. Well, I, well, and I think, I think she will. Yeah. Well, I, like, I think this is probably going to be a big moment. Yeah. But it's not like this is the phase three podcast. Exactly. Right. Um, fair enough. So, yeah, as of phase, like, Natalie I just, Portman I, is, I, is barely yeah. in phase three, except what is it, stock footage? 
where Rocket and Thor are trying to get the, uh, the I can't remember which stone it is. This is embarrassing. The, liqui- <laughs> the liquidy red one. Yeah. Um, from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Jane uh, Foster. Yeah, the reality stone, um, which I, I do want to talk about. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I guess I, I thought that Liz's priorities would be different. And maybe if I had set this up differently, cause in my head, I think I was going to present this as like, well, we'll pick our favorites and in doing so make like the best fan favorite team. And I thought mm. for sure, Liz, Liz's first priority will be Natalie Portman, but I love her. anyway, um, but fuck me. Like much, I said, though. Uh, Mike, you've got two picks to make: Hero Six and Villain One. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. So uh, I forgot about the villain because I'm drinking as I do this. Um, <laughs> We've so, been drinking since like twelve thirty. Um, I am going to go ahead and pick. I'm torn between two here. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so I am going have... to. Uh, I know who I have. Okay. Oh, for the listeners. For the listener, you have the person whose name I don't remember. Okoye. Valkyrie, Thor, Captain America, and Ruffalo Hulk. Yep. The only Hulk. Yeah. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulkalo. The Incredible um, Hulk. Yeah. Galo. Um, I'm gonna go with T'Challa, the Black Panther. T'Challa. Black Panther. Great pick. Wish I had thought of it myself. And, and the one I was torn between was him and Loki. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was down to those two. Yeah. And uh, my villain pick, I, could I've be Loki. tried. I, I tried to start with some unex. It could be. I tried mm. to start with some unexpected ones and then throw in some. But um, I feel like when I have a, like given the meme culture of today and mm-hmm. the fact that I have to craft a movie around this, yeah, I would be remiss to not pick Thanos. Yeah. There you go. He picked the big one. Yeah. He picked the, the, the iron. The thick the iron, one. The, to yes. Be clear. The, the, the heckin' chonker. Uh-huh. Uh, the, he picked the Iron Man of the villains um, uh-huh. and, and more power to him. Uh, I mean, Iron Man has nothing. Iron Man's ass has nothing on Thanos' ass. So to mm. call him the Iron Man of the villains is to sell Thanos' badonkadonk. Once again... Short. Once again, I owe you and several others an apology. <laughs> For make, what I just said. I've made a right fool of myself. Um, Liz, please name a Marvel Cinematic Universe villain. Kate Winslet with the cool crown. Hella. Excellent choice. Or not Kate Winslet, Kate Blanchett. I, hella. Yes. Queen of uh, the Dead. Okay, so it falls to me to pick my villain and my director. Wait, one second. Yes. What do you want to say about Kate Blanchett? <laughs> Kate Blanchett is like probably um, number two for me after Natalie Portman because she is in my second favorite movie of all time, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, in a podcast that Coakley has not heard yet, I do. We, I'm going to repeat this again for Coakley to hear. I said that, uh, like the Kate Blanchett, Kate Winslet, um, uh, Greta Gerwig people, uh, Elizabeth Moss people are like a group of people that attractive I, white women. I associate with one another that I like have like, but they specifically, I just have like a really deep, like visceral crush on all of them. And, but before I had said that, Will said, well, I mean, but that's kind of a cop out because you look like them. And I was like, oh, 
Specifically, oh, you dog. Specifically, in our Handmaid's Tale episode, which has not been released yet, uh, I tell slash told Liz that she looks like Elizabeth Moss, uh, which is true. And, and I, I was like, yeah, I, I see a that. Flutter. I see that. And Will was like, that is not what I was fucking saying. Cool I don't. Jets. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I said this then. I might have said half of it, but I think I was halfway to saying. That we're talking about a category of people which has come up in conversation on one of my other favorite podcasts, Blank Check with Griffin and David, mm-hmm. where David Sims, uh, film critic for The Atlantic, um, has identified his type, the type that he has a crush on. And they refer to that type on the podcast as um, uh, someone is a bossy round face. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. I'm picturing Elizabeth Moss. I'm picturing um, Julia Stiles. Uh, uh-huh. When I say this, women with round faces, right? My face is so round, Coakley. It is round. I'm looking at it. <laughs> IRL. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying I have that type in my head and yeah. I, I associate you with that type. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, so yeah, Kate Blanchett, I mm-hmm. you know it had to be the person. Yeah, understandably. I am going to say... Uh, Thanos being off the table and Kate Blanchett being off the table. I think I was going to make this pick anyway, regardless of your two picks. I'm going with Ego, the Living Planet, mm-hmm. played by Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And for my director, since I I have been thoroughly uh, outwoked. Uh, by the two of you and your I picks. know who you're going to pick. Can I text <laughs> you who you're going to pick before you do? No, no, text me. You have to text me. No, I, I, I'm going to text you. Who you uh, uh, actually, I'm not sh- Actually, I, I'm going to put Why two. don't I hear? No, you, no. Here, you, you go ahead. I will already have sent it. No, I just, why, I'll just write it down and then <laughs> and then you say it. No, no, no. I, I don't want it to be that public. Uh, I, I've got two that I think you're going to pick based on you not wanting to be outwoke. I'm writing it down. I'm going to write it down anyway. Because I'm writing them all down. Mike. I also, I also want to say while people are writing things down that I love I love Mike Coakley so much. I've loved him for years. I have just a great... I have the same great affection for him that I have for Will and for many of my other friends. Um, but in, in a similar way to Will because I met them at the same time. But I forget how fucking competitive Coakley is. Who do? Every time it's up on you, it's like I just think of him as being like warm and thoughtful and thorough. Thorough is not a word yeah. I would use to describe many people, but I use it. But then yeah. I'm like also, thorough and kicking your also ass. cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike is uh, Mike thinks he knows what I'm going to say, and so uh, the question in my mind is: is is Mike sober enough to remember? a very specific rule that I laid out when I was laying out the rules. So what do I do now? Do uh, I look the answer at your te- is no. <laughs> do I look at your text or do I uh, say what I was going to say? You say it first. Say it first. Say it first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My director is Chloe Zhao. Okay. Please don't look at it. 
<laughs> I'm looking at it, folks. Actually, uh, well, actually, b- because we're all choosing directors, and I don't want to give Liz ideas. Can you look okay. at it after the director yeah. round? No, goes? that's fair. I did look at it, but I'm not going to say it out loud because you two. Uh, I mean, Liz hasn't picked yet. Um, I mean, it's true that you two haven't picked yet, but it doesn't matter uh, that you haven't picked it, Mike. Uh, in this <laughs> conversation, um, I said at the top that of the directors uh, we could pick, we could pick any director who has directed an MCU movie or is currently uh, slated to direct right, yes. one. Uh, Chloe Zhao is supposed to direct uh, Eternals uh, in ah, phase four. Got it. Uh, so my pick is Chloe Zhao. Uh, Liz, name an MCU director, please. Just, <laughs> I, I, I love the way that you worded that because... The way that you I'm having that fun. means that I just need to name anyone that I can think of. And Kogli is messaging. This is what I'm going to say to this. I'm we just having our, I'm having a little fun. I'm because we, uh, at your expense. We, because because I, he knows I imagine that I don't know any. I imagine this exercise is challenging for you. And honestly, this is the one I would have picked anyway, because this is mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. We all have problematic faves. I'm writing it down. <laughs> We, you know, it just—it's not a surprise yeah. to anyone. I've yeah, already yeah. brought up other things in his in his world. Yeah, and we all have problematic faves. Um, we also know that sometimes problematic faves can produce things that are meaningful. And uh, yes, and we know what an impeccable history this person has with uh, directing uh, teams of women. Yes, uh, like yours. We know that. He's been success. He's had success in the past. Mm-hmm. We also know that he got a um a a kiss between two women on television at mm-hmm. a time when uh it was he really had yes. to fight for that. Yep. And it's Joss Whedon. It's yeah. Joss Whedon. If y'all he's, haven't figured that shit out yet, <laughs> he's the Iron Man of the directors that you could choose from. He's the main one. He's one of the few people to direct. More than one of these things, and and he directed the the first Avengers, the one that really made this into a uh, the I phenomenon think. that yeah. it is today. All right, Mike, you've got one final pick to make. Who is your director, please? Well, when I found out I had the last director, I did not think this one would still be on the table. Hmm. Um, it's a very obvious pick for me, including including some of the characters that I picked. Um, I'm writing it down. <laughs> one of <laughs> One of the most exciting uh, directors that I like even beyond the MCU, I am going to go with unequivocally Taika Waititi, yeah. director and, of Thor Ragnarok. Okay, so before we recap, the, that uh, comment you just made means that we have to take a brief diversion into movie check-in time. Uh, have you seen uh, Jojo Rabbit yet? No. I have seen Boy. I have seen Hunt for the Wilder People. I have seen What We Do in the Shadows. Um, I've seen a lot of. I ads have for not Jojo seen Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Like it is on my second. list, but I do not live close enough to a big city to yeah. see it. So it is on my to see list. Yeah. The second it becomes accessible. Um, for context, I we're plan to. For context, we're recording this about a week before we release it, and at this point, Jojo Rabbit has had a yeah. wide but not super wide release for I think like a week. So that's why I asked. I haven't seen it yet either, but it's on my very short, short right. list. I'm I mean, excited too. It's, it's on the, it's, a, I actually have a very long list of things to see. What I meant to say was it's at the top yes. of the list of things yes. to see. Um, okay. So 
Now I'm going to recap everything that just happened. Listen up, Goslings, and go to twitter.com slash smugbuds, where one of us will have posted a poll where you can vote. You can vote on Mike's Never Trump Avengers, starring Okoye, Valkyrie, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, uh, parentheses, Mark Ruffalo, Black Panther, uh, fighting Thanos, directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, Or you can vote for uh, the uh, Femme Avengers, uh, Liz's team of Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Shuri, Gamora, Black Widow, Pepper Potts, fighting Hela, directed by Joss Whedon. Uh, Or you can go with my uh, uh, Commonwealth Avengers, uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, The Wasp, Nebula, Iron Man, uh, Groot, uh, fighting Ego the Living Planet. Directed by Chloe Zhao. Very good. With uh, with the time that we have left, which is completely indeterminate, because yeah. <laughs> as much with or the as three hours as we, we have left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, okay, so that was the draft. Uh, well done. Well played, everyone. Uh, the uh, you know may the best person win. Uh, and we'll we'll check in later in the, the one season. who is best at being a human. Yes, yes. Made the made the best of all of us win. Liz. Um, we'll check in later <laughs> in the season to uh, talk about who that is. Um, and uh, now, okay. So, uh, as a next topic of conversation, and maybe a transition into another topic I have in mind, or maybe not. I want to ask you, starting with Mike. Um, in, in your opinion, what is the high and what is the low of Phase 3? Okay. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite of these 11 movies? And if you need me to recap them again, I can. Uh, can you just recap which movie it starts with? I know it ends with Far From Home. Because it's, it's the last one. It starts with Civil War. Got it. Wow. A high and a low. Um, so I'm just going to talk my way through this because yep. I'm on a podcast and can't just sit here and think. <laughs> um, I can War. always edit out pauses. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to be pure. I just as is well, my motto. My in my whole you know ten to twenty. Years to give old. Coakley a second, I just brought up the films um, on my phone so I could look at them. And when I searched MCU phase, it said the first thing that came up was actually MCU phase four, which makes sense. Yeah. But then also people are apparently searching for MCU phase five already. So of course, of course, because <laughs> we already know things about phase four. Yep. That's what makes five, phase five. So interesting right now at this moment <laughs> we in don't time. Know anything. Um, so it, it's hard to find a high of phase four. Um, as phase someone three. who enjoys these movies, you open up with Captain America and Iron Man squaring off. Love in it. what is basically an Avengers movie. Loved it. Um, that, that is not a hot take. That is pretty much right. what everyone says about that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that it goes from something political to the end of the movie, something so personal, mm-hmm. like it's dressed up in these politics, but at the end of the day, it's you killed my dad, which I think is an exact quote. I think uh, it's uh, you killed my mom, actually. My mom. Poignantly, yeah, sorry, poignantly, sorry. poignantly says because, in fact, he killed both of his parents. Right. But it's very poignant that he yeah. singles out his mom. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then you go into Doctor Strange, which was just fine. But he's he killed my character. mom, I think, is the line. Sorry. <laughs> yes. He's saying it's just uh, Captain America. Right. About, about Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. 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 Um, Doctor Strange was it, it held its own. It was an origin mm-hmm. story. It was great. Pretty cool. um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is actually, in some ways, 
I say the most forgettable, not as a movie, but for some reason in my consciousness is because I saw it once. It was early on. I need to watch it again. I might uh, have agreed with you there right after I came out of the theater. But having rewatched it on Netflix, I think that it's it's really, really, really up there for me. Right. No, no. Forgettable in that I don't remember it. Not right. that I think that that is necessarily justified objectively. Still, that's like somewhat of an indictment of sure. it. Like you You're can't right. you right. can't help it, but it says something. It might also be the one that was. It's been the longest since I've seen, so mm. that indictment might also be. A yeah, it's been a few temp- years since it was in theaters. Um, Spider Man Homecoming that started a whole thing, both in the universe and outside the universe, with the. Like I'm glad that Tom Holland is sticking around at least to finish. Like you don't want to leave a thread open. Yeah. Um, and he is just like a great, you know, it's great. Thor Ragnarok might be like the fact that I went for Valkyrie and Thor and Taika Waititi probably has to do. So okay, the high probably I, I have a lot of highs of Phase Three, mm-hmm. but Thor Ragnarok might be the high in terms of what I, um like what I take from this phase, the movie that is the most enjoyable viewing experience to me. Um, the direct, yeah. a, a director I love characters. I mm-hmm. love new characters. I love yeah. Korg played by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just pause real quick. Cause yeah. I just got to get in here with my hot take. It's a, it's a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. I think it's a little bit overrated. Mm hmm. And one reason I feel that way is because I do not like it when directors cast themselves in movies. Well, then you – it is no surprise that you did not choose Taika Waititi because he does that in every film he makes. And that and the reason why I think Hunt for the Wilder People is his best – well, not so the – He's the most dialed back. Not the reason, but one reason among many why that is my favorite. Uh, not only my favorite of his films, but in fact, my favorite – movie from that year 2016 if i remember correctly yeah, yeah he he's he, he's a cameo basically he's just right. in one scene the reverend or the the priest or i yeah. don't quite remember yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah he's the uh and, and i totally priest. get that and yeah. i i think I totally he's i think he's really funny i think that's a funny character i just i would have preferred to see a different take yeah i i, I also think it, if the mo- like, if you have to put yourself in a movie, the most humbling way to do it yeah. is to make you a rock person. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, that's fair. But, but at the same time, in Phase Three, you also have Black Panther, right? Um, incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been much talk on this podcast about the villain problem Marvel right. has, mm-hmm. slightly True. solved by Hela and Thanos, but no mm-hmm. villain is more, I I think, three dimensional than Eric Killmonger. Right. And um, so for those that uh, listen, uh, for those that don't know me, um, I, I work at a – I'm the dean of students at a private school that um, costs a lot of money to attend and is uh, fairly racially diverse, but also in some way, like in a lot of ways, like a white space still. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that movie came out, one of my white students saying, uh, overhearing one of my white students saying, yeah, it, it, it was like ugh, everyone in the, like I was the only white person in the theater mm. and, and being able to have that to be a teaching moment where I was mm. like, yeah, imagine that being everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 
like for that to be a movie like that that i, I love like that movie doesn't feel like my own like that that cultural moment mm-hmm. um is important but is not mine and that that the fact that it's not mine and the fact that it has it was its own thing separate right. from the mcu yeah um that that i will not try to speak to the extent to because it's not my space to mm-hmm. um but i can say also objectively is a very great movie yeah. Um, yeah. There's a reason Okoye was my first pick. I think that character is highly underrated in the mm-hmm. MCU. Her loyalty, um, her humor, her, yeah. her everything. Um, so, uh, like, you asked me my highs and lows, and I'm just listing a bunch of highs. Like, <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame, um, th- there's such big movies with so much going on that there are going to be faults in each, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like besides the point to. Yeah to list them because they are the culmination of something that shouldn't have been possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Totally. Like 20 as of end fact, game, 22 movies, movies didn't fall apart. Yeah. Completely in and of itself is, just, is a success. Just the fact that they're somewhat coherent, let yeah. alone right. that you can feel an emotion when Steve Rogers says Avengers assemble or picks up Mjolnir, um, is a testament to what they have done. Yeah. And, um, and the spreadsheet somebody right. must have been keeping. Right. <laughs> and, and the fact that they seem to, all too late, I will say, be trying to welcome more voices into the superhero conversation mm-hmm. is nice. And if anyone from Marvel is listening, probably uh, speed it up. You know? <laughs> sure. Um, and I don't know that anyone from Marvel is listening. Mm-hmm. I hope so. When Disney buys this, someone Right. Will. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> So um, my highs, like God, uh, I, I sort of did not actually answer the question. My lows might be in in phase four, Ant Man and Three. the Wasp, just by virtue of the fact that it didn't it didn't feel as res like there's so many resonant movies in phase three mm-hmm. um, that have been so consequential culturally. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one feels Ant Man and the Wasp is yeah like close to being non-essential. And, and you could make and, an argument that it is. And I will also say I struggled with the, like, I don't know if this is the right word, but verisimilitude of Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. Um, but I almost didn't care because, like, the fact that it, like, showcased a naivete in Peter Parker, like, a very, like, a vulnerable, like, the sort of, like, Mysterio can't actually pull this off, um, like, technologically and logistically. How, how like, but that... Almost the magic of the movie was that I sort of forgot about that and didn't mm. care because of the character beats and the character moments. Yeah, so, um, I, that's not exactly an answer to the question you asked, but I it's sort of. I think I, I think I sort of heard from that that high for you is probably Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Black Panther's a close second. Yep, low is probably Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, and uh, yeah, we 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 heard something uh, sort of middling about. Guardians Volume Two, uh, true. Yeah, it's more the the pro- like the proximity, yeah. temporal proximity in which I've seen it. Liz, do you have a, an opinion to share on the the uh, favorite and least favorite of this uh, bunch? Okay, so I haven't seen uh, Civil War. I haven't seen Doctor Strange, and I haven't seen either of the Spider Men, but Oof. I have seen all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Oh, so. and I haven't seen Ant Man, Ant Man and Wasp. Um, but that said, I do have some pretty clear feelings about this, which is that 
my um I was gonna say that my high is Captain Marvel because I, I did see Captain Marvel sort of recently and I I like loved that movie and I thought that I love I loved Brie Larson and I loved how just like purely pow- like sort of how like unmitigatedly powerful she was like yeah. even when she had she's the most powerful Avenger she's the most powerful Avenger she can she- blow through a spaceship <laughs> like they had to keep her out of Avengers Endgame with like things she had to do yeah because if mm-hmm. not the movie would have been over yeah yeah but that said I think for very similar reasons to Coakley like Black Panther was the one that excited me the most. Like, I just remember seeing Black Panther and just being, like, so excited the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to say, I really like Captain Marvel as a as a note because she's, like, so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, in a way that I really relate to, um, where she's just sort of, like, very um, pragmatic and I, uh, and also, like, sort of, like, just says things. Like, she doesn't really have, um, like, uh, agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, or the agenda she have is, has is like very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but agendas, Age of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but so I think the high, so I think the high for me is Black Panther because I, when I think about that mm-hmm. movie, I just, I just think of myself. It's just sort of like a pure rush, like it's just me going yeah the whole yeah. time in an yeah. uncomplicated way. Um, but also for some more complex reasons. The low is for a not good reason, which is it's Thor Ragnarok, because Mm -hmm. two years ago, tomorrow, Bob had a stroke while we were sitting in the theater watching, waiting to watch Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then when I finally did fucking watch the movie a year later, you know what happens? What happens? A fucking dad dies. (laughs) Odin. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I was not expecting in a movie about gods. And I was like. Kenny had already watched it, thank God. I was like side, side swept, swept, and and yes, it has Kate Blanche in it, who I love, but like I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that movie and have anything but just like gross ish feelings about it. Um, and that's not a real yeah. answer, but it's it's my well, answer. Yeah. So and 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 it was cruel of Taika Waititi to do that to you. <laughs> was, why would he do that? That's that's not right. And and, um, and, I'll, and I'll also say that I. I like Captain Marvel as a character better than the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that too. Right, yeah. um, I want to like see a lot of Captain Marvel. Right. I, I want more of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the movie itself felt like narratively difficult to access. And yeah, and I'm somebody who deals with di- I'm somebody who interacts with difficult narrative right. narratives often. Yeah. I want to see her blo- like I, I like to like Again, I want to see more of her. I want to see you blow up a ship. I did. I mean, she, part of, like part of me and like and it was a good narrative, but um, yeah, I think that's also one I struggled with because I I loved what it was doing so much, but I was like, I yeah. agree that I agree that there's definitely a lot of potential for like a better Captain Marvel movie. Yes, and I think that Captain Marvel is kind of like somewhere in the middle of the pack of these movies, in my opinions of them. Yeah. I did really like the scroll stuff in yes. Captain Marvel and, and I really and yeah I really liked the twist and I really liked uh Ben Mendelsohn and uh so I I did actually like you know like the plot of that movie as as much as it might have like pulled focus from sure. a good actor playing a good character you know I also pre- did like 
I know I know it was kind of a throwaway, but I did really like the like I origin story. That was fun. I, I forgot that. Hey, the thing Nick. that Hannah, my wife, loved the most was the Florkin, which I also love. <laughs> well, that's that's well, part that's, of the origin yeah. story. Cat, is, yeah, Nick Fury getting his uh, Nick Fury. Oh, that. Oh, the yeah. I or okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, I, that I, was fun. It was one of those. It's sort of like a throwaway thing that they sort of put in just to explain something. But I just laughed so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the high for me of Phase Three is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, good. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I just I have uh, that you know. To the extent that these movies are uh, meaningful and they're favorites to me, and and I'm passionate about them, it's 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 for the way that they like scratch a very specific itch and just like mm-hmm. instill a lot of like joy in me that like has to do with nostalgia and mm-hmm. sentiment and and uh th- that the the apex of that is like getting to see like a new Spider-Man movie that's like in this universe and like Iron Man's his mentor. And like, I really, I really like that Tom Holland guy. And, uh, Michael Keaton is, uh, Michael Keaton is great in uh, homecoming. Liz's dad, Um, as Hannah calls him. (laughs) She's like, like, so it's a thing we have in our relationship. And, um, I, 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 like this is, there's almost no way to explain this joke, but she will come up to me as of like a few weeks ago. And whisper, and I hope this picks up on the microphone. This is dad is the bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy is this is dad. But she'll do that for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish there was more to the joke than that, but that's what it is. And it's. It's a really good take. And like somewhere yeah. around phase two, I think we talked about this in the last episode, they started doing sort of like genre mashup. Like what if it was not just a superhero movie, but also like a spy thriller. You talked about it in terms of Iron Man 3. Yeah. And, and, Winter, a, Soldier and Winter Soldier and Guardians. Yeah. And, and, one is a spy movie. One is yeah. an out of suit. Like a space opera. The, yeah. the, the, uh, 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 it's been said, uh, before many times, but the way that, Spider-Man Homecoming is like a like a John Hughes version of like a superhero story. I really mm-hmm. like the way that it ha- you know even uses a little clip from Ferris Bueller in it. It's very fun and extremely charming. And the 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 charm factor is what is uh you know greatest to me about these these movies. Therefore, Spider-Man Homecoming is the high. The low for me, and I feel very strongly about this, is Infinity War. I, really? Wow. I agree. Tell me more. I agree that it's impressive that it's a competent movie. Yeah. Uh, for everything that's going on in it. Um, but I have some uh, gripes with. Uh, I know you don't like the title. That's true. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's too. It's too soon after Civil War. Um, that's that's one oh, too I many wars. Yeah. Um, so okay. So j- just for context, this is how. I think about Infinity War. I think about it in terms of so by now, probably everyone has seen at least one image of um, Kevin Feige, you know, standing on stage at Comic Con or the D twenty three Expo in front of a giant PowerPoint slide that has you know a timeline of of what's to come. And I remember a time in the middle of Phase Two when I saw I first saw the image of the timeline 
for phase three. That at the time is not what it would turn out to be. For example, at that time, they had not made their deal with Sony. So there was no Spider-Man. Right. That was right. part of it. Um, but the main difference uh, that I'm thinking of is uh, towards the end of the timeline, the yeah. announcement was uh, coming in 2018, Avengers Infinity War Part, part one. 1 and Part 2. Oh, yes. And then in tw- yeah. coming in 2019, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. And seeing that was kind of a bummer because uh, as much as these uh, movies are connected and there are sequels, et cetera, there had never been like a serialized movie uh, before. Right. Which, yeah, and, even and just title-wise is something you would hate. The only context in which I have been exposed to that part one, part two terminology is breaking up uh, specific um, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, and Twilight books into multiple movies. Yeah. And so seeing Infinity War Part 1 and 2, I was like, okay, but like, there's there's no, I mean, like, I know that there's source material in the comic books, but it's like, it's not the same thing. So like, this, I don't know, this feels like it like cheapens it a little bit. Like, I I don't want this. And then clearly there was enough backlash that they decided that's not what it is. And in fact, the first one is just called Infinity War. And we're not going to tell you what the second one's called for a good long time until, until you know, like a ready. few months before it right. premieres. Exactly. Yeah. It was shrouded in mystery. So the assumption was. So you can, so you can't bitch about it. <laughs> the assumption was that these two movies are coming one right after the other for a good reason, but. Mm-hmm you can hopefully expect a complete story from each of them. Yeah. And they seemed to know that that was an expectation, but they still huh. had, but they still had to do what they were going to do, which was tell one complete story over two movies. And the first one has a cliffhanger. Their workaround is, and it's crucial that you remember, um, part of our conversation in the Rick and Morty episodes. Mm-hmm. Because the directors of Infinity War and Endgame and Winter Soldier and Civil War. The, that, the Russos, right? The Russo brothers. They worked yeah. with Dan Harmon on Community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, all, they're past collaborators with Dan Harmon, a creator of Rick and Morty. And Dan Harmon is the creator of the Story Circle. Right. And so I think the Russo brothers decided, okay, despite – ending Infinity War with a cliffhanger that's going to be resolved in Endgame, there still needs to be a complete story circle in Infinity War. And their solution is that story circle is Thanos's. Mm. Thanos. Wow. Okay. Thanos sets off on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay, pays the ultimate price to get what he wants. And then he returns having changed. Which is his daughter. And then at the end of the credits, instead of saying the Avengers will return, it says Thanos, Thanos will return. Thanos will return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really like... it's. As but if, he barely does. It's as if the uh, Thanos is the main character. And while that's interesting in theory, mm-hmm. I don't think that it works. And, I, and it doesn't pan out in Endgame. And, because and, Thanos' continuity is almost... Yeah. It's two different characters. 
Right. And I, and, and I, I, I liked that in Endgame and, and in Infinity War. What I didn't like was, so in order to make him ha- like the main character and have the story circle, like he has to have an agenda that has like some like sympathetic reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. which can be like a really good thing for a villain to have like in the case of like Black Panther mm-hmm. the the problem is that like in Black Panther like I'm I'm on board for that because it's like it's done well and it's like he comes from this place of like he's he's rejecting like colonialism and and right. it, it, so whereas whereas Thanos's agenda and his reasoning behind it are like frustrating in how like arbitrary it seems because like you're trying you're trying to come up with like a good legitimate like sympathetic reason why someone would very specifically want to take not just commit genocide but specifically take out half of all life well and and and, and so actually endgame makes it worse because you think that's just what the infinity gauntlet does it takes out half of life but then you That's, realize, no, you can snap the gauntlet and do anything. Right. And and that was always my... Which Hulk and Tony Stark both do. That was always my assumption. Basically, the whole thing is very muddied, I think, by trying to obey multiple masters at once. And one master is what I've already articulated about, like, having a complete story and sympathy. And the other master is, like, loyalty to stuff from the comics. Mm -hmm. Stuff like... Which I don't care about because I don't read them. But many people do. And and they do, but, I mean, the movies have strayed in so many different, interesting, creative ways. And for some reason, they decided that, like, okay, like, this is Thanos and this is what he does. Mm. He gets the infinity gauntlet. He gets the six infinity gems, which we're calling stones. <laughs> and he uh, eliminates half of all life in the universe. That has to stay the same. <laughs> what can change is why he's doing it. So mm. I haven't read these comics, but my understanding is that why he does it in the comics. Death. Is because death is a a living entity like yeah. a person not a person but like a god sort of an yeah. entity of and, some sort yeah. and thanos is in is literally in love with death and, and trying to flex yeah exactly <laughs> and this and this is why at, at when we first see thanos at the end of avengers yeah uh, it's alexis denisov whispering into his ear saying like these people of earth they won't be subjugated we shouldn't go back there. We shouldn't even try to, you know, try and uh, trifle with them would be to court death. And then Thanos turns and smiles at the camera <laughs> because <laughs> we, we know the best character. Yes. Because we know that literally courting death sounds like good to him. Like that is good <laughs> to me. He thinks to himself um, that that's that's cool. Like that rips. I love that. I understand not. <laughs> I understand not putting that in the movie, but I, I, I don't. I don't like the alternative. That he's just that, like trying to fuck death. I don't like the alternative that they came up with because the alternative they came up with is like, it's about like dwindling resources and 
Yeah. Yeah. But you can still do basically anything with the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. So Once like, I realized that, I was like, fuck, just create yeah. resources. Yeah, exactly. There's no good reason create why. Create a new planet. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, okay. So that gets into the other thing that is so muddied is that uh, so not only does what he does stay the same, even though his reason is different, the means is still the same. And the means is the gauntlet with six stones. <clears throat> the six stones are power, time, space, mind, soul, and reality. Mm-hmm. Here's my fix for infinity war. And this, I, this will, this would have a ripple effect in the whole MCU that I haven't totally thought through. So I don't know what how everything changes. But this is not how you're fixing all of MCU. This is how you're fixing this, this is my one suggestion. Problem. Yes, this is my suggestion for one thing that they should have changed. It would have satisfied me. It it doesn't have to be six stones. In uh-huh. in fact, make it five. Mm-hmm. The one to cut is the reality stone. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like once you have the reality stone, you should be able to do anything. Oh, it's too You're much. Right. Yeah. You're right. It's too much. Because he literally would... tricks the guardians, right? With Yeah. Um, he like just here's fucking reality. But yeah. it's it's not even clear that it is like it is he uses it as a trick, but then like he literally like turns things into other things. Right, like some characters become like jack in the boxes. I hated that so much. Yeah. The other thing that I hate about Infinity War is that I hate seeing dismemberment of protagonists' bodies unless it's done for comedy. And then even sometimes (laughs) when it's done for comedy, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like Deadpool works for me, but there are several episodes of Futurama where like characters are dismembered and I do not like it even though I'm supposed to be laughing because I just sim- I sympathize cartoon. with them too much. Exactly. So so the reality stone is is OP. Yeah. It needs to be nerfed to the point of being eliminated. Mm-hmm. And and what's what you're left with is what I would really like is because the stones are basically like totally arbitrary. They're supposed to be like, what's, th- what's the universe made up out of? Mm-hmm. Well, time, space, pa- blah, blah, blah. I would like there to be a reason why you gotta have all of them. And once mm-hmm. you have all of them, you have the power to wipe out, you know, trillions. And mm-hmm. what I've come up with is, you need the time stone because you need to be everywhere at once. You need time mm-hmm. and space because you need to be everywhere all at once. So like between teleportation and time travel, you can make things uh, all over the universe happen simultaneously. You need the power stone just to be able to wield the others because they're mm-hmm. like too powerful. Yeah. You need the mind stone because you need to be able to like take over people's minds and you need the soul stone because even once you've taken over somebody's mind, you haven't taken over like the autonomic the responses. Of, yeah, yeah. Like if you the control, they are. if you control someone's mind and you say like, go kill that guy, you don't have to direct him how to do it. And you don't have to mm-hmm. tell his heart to keep beating and tell him to keep breathing. So like the soul stone gives you control, like in those autonomic responses yeah, sure. is a survival instinct. Mm-hmm. That would make it so that if you use the mind stone on someone and said, kill yourself, it wouldn't work. 
unless you had the soul stone, in which case you could override their autonomic response and their survival instincts. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my formula for basically like the five stones together mean mass suicide, like all over the universe. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my pitch for improving infinity war. I also want to take this moment to say that I have a lot of problems with, um, even though I really, really enjoyed it, truly enjoyed it, I have a lot of problems with Endgame, but mm-hmm. we actually have, uh, Will and I have already discussed them on a future podcast episode that will be coming out next week. It's all about time travel. No, no, I'll tell you off. Oh, the time travel ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Our, an upcoming episode is Liz's episode all about time travel as a, I'm spoiling it, but but time travel as a as a manipulative narrative trick. And I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm just going to sit right here then. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm really happy that they went there in Endgame. And I think that Endgame is a, a big, big improvement over uh, Infinity War. And I thought, wow, they really landed that jumbo jet uh, with uh, very little turbulence on entry. And they and, definitely uh, did. They yeah. absolutely did. Yeah. So uh, good on them once again. Uh, congratulations and thank you, Bob Iger, Kevin Feige. Robert Downey Jr., you know, just some of the richest, most powerful men on earth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we Wait, what color are they? Um, uh, white, I think. Uh, if, uh, what? Uh, what? White. white. Ho- the, ho- the, the white men. Um, we, uh, we worship at your feet and, uh, we, and I, and we'd I, like to give you some more money, actually. I, I devote, you made I us devote take three episodes on this. I, I devote my non-working life uh, to singing your praises. So and and uh, my 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 duty is done. Um, any uh, final thoughts from either of you before we uh, wrap it up? Say goodbye. I'm actually going to be watching Homecoming this week, so that's yeah. funny. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. I'm sure I won't get extremely pissed if you anything but love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I won't. I watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Great movie. Excellent movie. Amazing. I feel like I need to watch every shot of it like yeah. as a still. Yeah, but I'm looking I, forward I, to rewatching that one. I referred to one of the characters in that as a purple, uh, purple evil Spider-Man mm-hmm. to Will for a long time. And he yeah. was very mad at me. He was like, do you have any idea who else that could be? And I was like, No. I was like, Elliot kept calling him Batman, and I was he was like, that might be closer, well, Liz. It is, that is yeah. a reliable source. The three-year-old. It, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is integral. I, I understand. it. It's on the filmmakers to some extent. That, yeah. that they, they set themselves up for, for this possibility. But I think, I think it is integral to uh, that movie that you understand that that character, Prowler, is not – a Spider-Man. <laughs> Which is what I, he, he showed up at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, no, and it's... Elliot saw him and he was like, oh, it's Batman, Batman mm. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, I that's was like, fair well, enough. he's not Batman, Elliot. Come on now. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great movie. And I hear there's a two coming out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Number two? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, what I'll say in the wake of the podcast is that, um, uh, I appreciate how these movies make me feel conflicted. I think there's a lot of problems with them story-wise and also 
in terms of representation and and I I think they're doing their I think they're they're trying to make strides. I don't know that they're, it's enough. They're they're uh, very slowly turning a yeah. big wheel that's labeled right. representation. Right. And, and the looking wheel for is seed. not that big and could be turned quicker. Yeah, but, well exactly. They're turning right. it slowly and looking at the crowd to see how they react. I'm re- I'm right. referencing do you know Drill on Twitter? Uh, yes. Yeah. yes, I follow. I'm yeah. referencing a drill tweet that goes something like turning a giant wheel labeled racism and looking over my shoulder to see when people start yelling. <laughs> right. And, 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 and so it's, it's like easy to criticize and should be criticized because mm-hmm. criticism is important. Yeah. And um, if like the massive behemoth of the box office is slowly pivoting, Mm-hmm. good yeah and let's not stop pressing yeah. them to right um they're very enjoyable and uh it, yeah it, I, I, and I, I feel like we, we can't end this podcast without talking about how weird phase four will be because well, you yeah, talked I about was just and, gonna say yeah mm-hmm. you, you talked about in phase two about how it established that this this was sustainable because we right. had the big event yeah. yeah and then here's PTSD Iron Man yeah. and right. but now we've really had the event I know it felt like it's, we had yeah. the event then um, yeah it's another it, yeah yeah it's another 2012 moment where we're post event and they uh, there's like yeah if there was ever in the past five to seven years a moment where it seemed like there was a real legitimate serious risk that this could all go wrong and that one of these movies yeah. could actually flop like 29 I'm sorry 2020 is is like that uh moment right because they could pack it up and be like we've fucking killed this shit mm-hmm. apologies to your mom it is not the podcast but like th- like it, they really landed it and, mm-hmm. But but no, they're coming out with a, a prequel. Yeah. It's Black Widow. Yeah, there's th- another Doctor Strange movie. There's another there's, Thor movie. There's, say, like, yeah, there's more money to be made, so they're they're gonna keep they're right. gonna make more money. Sure. keep it going. Um, and and will they do so responsibly? And will they do so in a way yeah. that people like it? Are, are the two big questions. Mm-hmm. It, and it's it's. I mean, there's always the question of like, will the fatigue finally hit, and like, will the culture finally like say like enough is enough? But yeah. like, even more than that, I think that there's a, a question in my mind of like, um, where are we going from here, and like, are audiences like still going to like loyally follow? you know regardless of what they do because for years now it's basically been like they can do no wrong and that's what i said about guardians of the galaxy in the last episode was like once guardians was a success it was like all bets are off like they can take any property and and spin it into gold now we're at a moment where probably that'll just keep continuing at least for i mean at least for a little bit but but also at the same time like there's a real possibility that like People won't care that much about seeing Black Widow and maybe it won't be very good. And maybe that'll, I don't know, put sort of a taint on the right, but, thing going forward. But also forget Black Widow. Like you've got another Doctor Strange movie. You've, you've got more representation mm-hmm. um, in terms of, I, 
uh, the East Asian culture, if I'm understanding mm-hmm. kids for. Yeah, uh, Eternals. The, yes. Uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Looking forward to that. And then you've also got another YTV-directed Thor movie mm-hmm. that is bringing Natalie Portman back into the right. fold in a major way. Yeah. Um, you've got another Black Panther movie. Spider-Man is still in the mix, so they now have to close out his story. So mm-hmm. it's, there's still a lot of potential, I yeah. think. I think they just need to lean in the direction of more voices. And yes, like, yeah. Uh, and, and and then I, I don't even know what's it because I always ignored the TV movies and I kind of made light of this earlier. Yeah. But with things like uh, WandaVision and yeah. What If and Loki and that's going to be harder to do. I'll say I'm excited for the movies to come. I hope every one of them is good. I especially hope that Eternals uh, yeah. close out directing uh, will will remain that way and will be good. And I hope for good things for uh, Shang Chi and uh, the Taika Waititi back in the director's yeah. chair. I I am rooting for Disney Plus to fail. I I I'm rooting for basically everything streaming to fail, except for you know the ones I rely on, <laughs> the, old, <laughs> the old the old standbys. You know, yeah. Because um, uh, yeah, I basically don't. I am. I once you get into it would be easier for me if they fail. Once you get into Disney like, Plus and the streaming shows, right. that is when I say, okay, maybe enough is enough, and yeah. right. maybe yeah. I'll just take it's a few just, movies a year. And please. it's also too much to keep up with. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I could right. ignore Agents of Shield. Like it was fine, but yeah. Um, there's. Uh, I am. Uh, I am aware of one good Marvel television show. And it is Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. There, that's huh. my that's my closing recommendation. Cloak Wait, and is, Dagger, good show. Is, is Jessica Jones a Marvel show? Yes, that's good. That's true. I was I was thinking of things on the air currently. Oh There's, yes, uh, true. But yes, uh, uh, I I haven't seen the latest season of Jessica Jones because, uh, as you said, there's there are too many things. Yeah. It's true. It's impossible. But uh, check out Cloak and Dagger. It's a fun watch. And Cloak and Dagger are crossing over with Runaways on Hulu uh, in uh, oh, the new season in December. So great. Liz and I are shaking our heads. Just it, we um, don't know. We don't know how. If you read one Marvel comic, I would say make it Runaways uh, uh-huh. by Brian K. Vaughn, or currently gotcha. written by Rainbow Roll, or possibly Rowell. Sorry, don't know. How to pronounce that correctly. Thank you very much, Mike, for being Thank our you, first Mike. guest guest. Our guest bud. Thank you, Liz and Will. Guest, this guest is bud. fun. A lot of fun. With the topic I find fun. Yeah. Go to twitter.com slash smugbuds to vote for uh, Team Will in the poll. Sla- oh, or uh, some other team, say Team Liz or Team Mike. I mean, or just vote for the clear winner, which is me, Liz. And uh, I edit this podcast, so I exercise my powers. So whatever we say will not make it. And uh, as we say at the end of every episode, Excelsior. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngest of one. And his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram 
at exclamate underscore on Twitter or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram. 